Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Dalit, Chaf Gimel, 423. In Ethics of the Father's Picker, Avos questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at maximum tee at yahoo.com. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, Do not appease your fellow at the time of his anger. The notes at the bottom say, This message concerns the importance of proper timing. To reason with or appease someone at a time of great passion is counterproductive. The do not console him at the time when his dead one is lying before him. Lo, Elena, we should never know from such things. Everybody should live. Do not seek to know his vow for him at the time he makes the vow. Do not attempt to see him at the time of his degradation. This Mishnah, of course, is talking about doing everything at the appropriate time, as the notes mention. When people are involved with different transactions, when people are involved in different agreements and disagreements, we should never know from such things. We should only know from peace and harmony and wonderful things. But if people are involved with one another, it is very important to understand the importance of proper timing. If people have a disagreement, people get upset at each other, you should really take a second. You should count to ten. You should even walk outside the room, granted that the spouse understands what's going on and realizes this is an anger management technique and this is a technique to pursue a proper way to calmly deal with the conversation and to come back when you're not angry. Some people say it's not good to go to bed angry. Some people say it is. You could weigh in on that debate for yourself. But if you want to go to sleep angry and realize that you want to wake up, make sure you apologize properly in the right framework and try to deal with things calmly. When you are arguing with someone, it's a time of great passion. It's a time of great anger. Anger is a huge emotion, one of the only emotions that the Rambam Maimonides says should be avoided at all costs. Usually he tells us to go in the middle path, to make sure that we do things in the middle of the road, to make sure we do things in the right way. But arrogance, haughtiness, and anger have to be completely avoided. Why those two things? Because somebody who's angry or somebody who's arrogant, it's as if they're worshiping themselves. Why? Somebody who's angry doesn't have control over his emotions and is giving into that emotion and is letting it control him and he's letting it consume him and he's falling prey to it and he's worshipping that emotion, as it were, God forbid. Somebody who's arrogant, somebody who's haughty, thinks that he is the main man and the only man and he is so important, he is so amazing. Really, he's a peon in the universe, is a tiny fraction of the entire universe and of course God, the king of all kings, is the only one, the greatest one, the only really great one up there, and he's the one that has to be served and has to be prayed to. But if a person is angry, a person is arrogant, really, they're falling prey to those emotions within himself, and he has to get a grip on it. He has to understand what's going on. But back to this Mishnah, that was a sidebar, but back to the Mishnah, we're talking here about the timing of everything. When it comes to the arguments, you have to figure out what to do. Don't appease someone at the time of the anger. You have to let it sit. You have to let the emotions stir down, go down. And you have to approach it in a proper way when everybody's calm and everybody's relaxed and chillaxed a little bit. Don't console someone at a time when their mace is in front of them. We should know from such things. When a person goes for a shiva call, and granted, for me, this is one of the most uncomfortable and hardest mitzvahs to do. I really don't like it. I don't think anybody does. I don't even know if people are good at it. But the best people are the ones that come. They don't initiate the conversation. The laws of mourning say you're supposed to sit there and be quiet until the mourner addresses you, until the mourner talks to you. And everybody mourns in their own way. Some use humor. And some use happiness, and some use stories. Um, 
Low Elena, we should never know from such things when I was younger and we had to deal with this. My method was humor, but other people have different methods to go about it. Some people become optimistic as a result, which we try to do, but other people don't. It all depends on how a person deals with different things. But when the person is sitting there and comes to the Shiva house, don't say, hey, uncle, what's up? How you feeling? Not only is it very ins- insensitive, is it very inappropriate, but you are, are putting him in such a weird position. You're putting him not on the spot, not in the right way. You have to let him talk to you. You have to let him initiate the conversation, open the conversation. You have to be quiet and humble. These people that you go to visit in these shiva houses or these other visits, also with bigger cholim, they're in tremendous pain, whether it be emotional pain or physical pain. You have to be respectful. You have to understand what they're going through. Be empathetic, not sympathetic. Don't look down to them, but try to go down to their level. Try to put yourself in their shoes. God forbid you shouldn't have to ever feel such things, but you have to be in the right framework and you have to understand what they're going through and you have to be there for them and that starts with being quiet and being respectful and waiting to be addressed over there at that shiva call so stay calm during great passion especially anger do not try to appease one another at that time when you go to make a shiva call we should never have to but sit there quietly wait to be addressed it's inappropriate it's improper to address them first and try to maintain mundane conversation when they're going through such pain also when you go to the hospital we mentioned this as a minute ago on the side also wait for them to address you you know go there they're in a lot of pain but starting to talk to them about mundane things when they're in physical pain or when they're in the hospital for whatever reason wait for them to talk to you let them initiate to you let them know how you're feeling and let them tell you what you can do to help them by being there you're helping it says somewhere that you take a 60th of their pain away with a bigger colon visit so of course if you go 60 times will you take away the whole illness no it doesn't work like that it's just a saying an idea that you go you actually relieve them of their pain another wonderful mitzvah which is hard for me to do but is a great mitzvah do not attempt to see a person at the time of his degradation if a person is being embarrassed a person is being mocked or ridiculed in person in a large crowd Try not to be there and try not to weigh in and try not to be the bystander effect just all standing there. If there's a way you could get it to calm down and to stop, that would be great. But don't join in. Don't be privy to that. Don't be part of it. Try to go to the side and talk to him later. Try to calm him down later. But at the time that's happening, see what you can to help the situation calm down. But don't add to that. Don't make him feel even worse. Join us next time as we go to paragraph 24 in chapter 4, Chavdalad and Parakdalad, here on the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G.